It's Ben Fote back with another episode of What's the Deal, Grossiel, where I talk with people of Grossiel about the places, history, and events that make this a unique place to be. Today, I'm talking with Clayton and Erica Jackson from Westcroft Gardens and Farm on West River Road. Welcome, Erica and Clayton. Hello. How are you doing, Ben? Good. How Hello. are you? So I wanted to talk to you guys about Westcroft Gardens and Farm and the new things that are going on there and how you're making it through this 2020 that's become quite a, quite a year. <laughs> yes. yes, it has. It's been very different. Um, it's uh, We're one of the very lucky industries that have somewhat benefited from the pandemic. Um, with everybody staying home, everybody suddenly became gardeners. Um, sure. So the, the green industry really exploded this year. Um, and it was a bit of a perfect storm that we didn't know if we were going to be able to open. So pretty much every single grower I've talked to grew about 50 to 60% of what they normally would just in case we couldn't open and then had twice the amount of sales. (laughs) Uh, So you couldn't find plants anywhere. Um, Growers weren't selling wholesale. People that grew their stuff sold out of their stuff. We sold out of our stuff. Um, So... As a greenhouse, you know, it's our intention to sell out of everything that we grow. And we were yeah. very lucky and, and sold much of our stock this year with, um, you know, the, the loyal patronage and all the people coming out to see us. Yeah. And a lot of people were happy that you were open. Yeah. You were. <laughs> happy is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was definitely difficult to find ways to make sure that we were creating a safe environment for our customers. Um, and it actually forced our hand on making some updates that were a long time coming. Um, Updates to the sales area that not only improved the look and functionality, but also allowed for better social distancing. We had to update our sales practices in order to be COVID safe. And so it it actually forced us to move forward with some things that were on our long-term plan to do. That sounds great. So, Tell us about the farm. We've uh, sort of skipped over that part. Tell us about about the history and and uh, uh, what you're doing to keep keep everything up to date and and uh, relevant in uh, in this time. Well, absolutely. Um, I have uh, taken over this year as a role of uh, the event coordinator as well as the non-family historian. <laughs> and, um, you know, a little bit of history of the farm is Westcroft is the oldest family owned and operated farm in the state of Michigan. And we are the 21st oldest family run business in the United States. Um, you know, the farm was purchased or the uh, island was purchased from the Potawatomi Indians by my wife's ancestors, the McCombs, on July 6, 1776, thus making us less than two days uh, older or younger than the United States of America. Uh, so that's just a little bit of history. You know, ever since then, the farm has, it, we've always grown on the property. Although the past hundred years, you know, we've been a plant nursery farm, you know, the 150 years before that we were diversified farming and um, we're working towards bringing some of that diversity back within the cherries and lavender that we're going to be planting coming up and uh, also a- adding um the Azalea House and um, a new event space. And we'll get into a few more details on that. But yeah, to have the acclaim of 
all the history and being the oldest farm um, is just an unbelievable place to to be able to express ourselves and and have fun with you know different um, business opportunities right now that are coming our way. Well, that's for sure. That part of the history of the farm is shown if you go back by Community Green Gardens. There's that pit. Duncan fell in that the first time we went out. Oh. <laughs> um, but so, th- what was that used for? That pit was, and it's funny because I do all the mowing. I'm also the groundskeeper. I'm a multifaceted gentleman at the farm. But as I was mowing the other day, I was just looking at it and I was remembering too. And what that pit was is before we had high lows and things to raise heavy items onto uh, trolley cars, they dug out long pits and you would pull the trolley cars into this pit that was dug down. And then that way they could just load the cart at regular ground level. And then the horses would pull the trolley out of the other end of the pit on a graded slope. So it was essentially a loading dock for all the large plants that Erica's great grandfather, Ernie Stanton, uh, he's the one that really helped Westcroft earn its name and its wings as the award-winning hybridizer of rhodes and azaleas. And they would load these massive trees and rhodes and azaleas uh, that he would uh, then sell to private homeowners all over the metro Detroit area. One of the houses you can actually see some of his plants is the Edsel Ford Mansion. It's one oh, of the wow. very few places that have available or that you're available to see his plants because most of them were sold to private homeowners. Sure. So probably most of the, the rhododendrons and azaleas in Metro Detroit came from here at some point. I would say a yeah. fair amount all have. Uh, and if you grow them well, then you probably learned from Ernie or Erica's relatives. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. right. So so that's sort of the, the tradition. Then, then uh, you've got some new branding and vision for the space. So how does that how does that contrast? What what big changes are coming up here in this 21st century view? Well, I think, as Clay said, the last 100 years we've been a plant nursery, but the 150 years before that was all diversified farming. And so there were cherry orchards, apple orchards, livestock, hey. and the main crop was hay and All of those things were basically loaded onto barges down at the river and brought up to Detroit. So most of the things were sold off of the property. As my great-grandfather changed it into a plant nursery, he was still focused on leaving the property and was no longer doing diversified farming and just focused on plants. Over the years, we've become more retail focused and trying to bring people onto the property in order to buy stuff from there. Now we're trying to regain some of that much older history of the diversified farming and bring back portions of the land to a farming activity that have been feral for a number of years and stop focusing so much on bringing people in just to shop as opposed to bring people in to have an experience, to create memories to give some place for people to go to enjoy the outdoors, enjoy some history, um, and have a beautiful place to spend time with their families. Make it as experiential as retail uh, oriented. We want you to remember that you came to Westcroft Gardens, not yeah. just the plant that you bought from Westcroft Gardens. Right. In yeah. farm. And yeah. and I think a lot of people that that go out uh, for activities now, that's what they remember is what what they've done out there, less than the plants they've bought. Right, exactly. Wow. So we're hoping in about five years the cherries will become 
harvestable size and that will be a pick your own experience for people, um, which will be a lot of fun for families to come out and do. Next year, we're going to plant a field of lavender, which can also be a pick your own. Both of those things would then allow us to offer workshops and things like that to bring more people in to learn how to do things with cherries or lavender and just create more things for the community to become more involved in outdoor activities and farming activities. Oh yeah. Most of the Island residents who do know about Westcroft don't know that there's, it's sort of like a, sort of like a startup commune back there. Um, It it seems like there are a bunch of businesses that, that sort of, you guys are almost an office park in the back, in the back lot there. Yeah. It's kind of a, a green industry. Yeah. Yeah. So what all, what all's back there? Um, so over the years, as less and less land started to get farmed, um, my family started renting it out to businesses. Um, the oldest business that's been there is Scott Landscaping. He is a top-notch landscaper, um, and we would quite honestly be lost without him. He maintains a lot of the property for us, maintains our roads, lets us use his very expensive equipment. Um, so he's a huge help to us and has been there a very long time. We also have Community Grown Gardens, which is a nonprofit that grows produce for food pantries and CSAs. And they have an incredible educational mission. They have been expanding on the property, um, which is really exciting to us, not only because of their great mission, but also that it's farming more of the land, adding to the diversified farming aspect on the property uh, and bringing in a lot of people that may not have found out about us otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think even this fall they're doing like you can bring your family out to farm or, or do some garden activities. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They they provide some really great uh, opportunities on the property. um, And we keep trying to come up with more ways to partner with each other to help each other get more exposure and their, uh, their produce is delicious. Yes. Uh, Shout out to them. Maybe next year we might be able to hopefully see a farm to table opportunity for the event space. Possibly where we're, we're hoping. But other people on the property, there's a beekeeper on the property that has uh, 10 hives um, and produces honey, which is delicious. Um, that's Island Girls Honey. And that um, lavender will contribute to that quite a bit. Yes. Oh, yes. Lavender. And the lavender will be right by where the bees mm-hmm. um, and community grow. Here's hoping are. for lavender flavored honey. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, there's also a... Um, tree service, JD's professional tree service on the property, as well as Jim Cordes outdoor home maintenance. So a lot of green industry going on. They all have their own portions that they help us to maintain the property Mm -hmm. and keep it going and just kind of help us get through in good years and bad years and all pitch in. Yeah. Speaking of bad years, you know, uh, fall 2020 is unlike any season we've ever experienced. You know, the spring was too. So what changes have you been making for the fall that we might anticipate come spring? How are you changing things that we'll, we'll see you back in, I don't know, March and April? I think the main thing will be that because it was a very different spring as far as sales, we sold more than we've ever sold. It puts us in an odd position on how much to grow for next year. 
Sure. Um, if people are not working at home anymore, if kids really are back in school and things are a little bit more back to normal, are all those new gardeners still going to be gardeners next year? <laughs> so it's going to be a little tricky on figuring out how much to grow and how much to anticipate customers continuing that process. But I think there's things that will stay to a certain extent sales of vegetable plants and herb plants was through the roof this year. And we got some really good feedback on the very different plants that we tried to grow. We don't want to have the same thing you can get at Lowe's and any other place. So we try to make sure that we grow things that are very different than other places. And so just trying to make sure that we maintain that difference and keep our niche. Absolutely. And then of course, if the coronavirus wasn't enough. The bridge closure of West River Road going under over there by the, the marina, that affected you long before even the current construction that's going on with the bridge and the toll bridge. And then before that, the utility work that tore up West River Road a couple of years ago, that made getting to Westcroft really, really difficult. And yeah. I'm sure you're ready to be past all this. Has has that part changed how you operate? Yes. Uh- <laughs> There's, especially, they they had very different effects on us. The bridge gradual decline has caused issues of just us receiving soils and the things that we need in order to plant. And we manufacture green leaf compound, which is an acid soil conditioner. And the components that go into that are, you know, semi-truckloads of different things and it's been very difficult to get those trucks here for a few years as the weight limits have been dropping. Shipping has increased in cost as a result. And then there's just the difficulty in general of Grosseals roads being very narrow. So sure. trucks in general don't really like coming to us, but then you couple that with either going over the toll bridge and the rules for that. And so it's been difficult And the road construction on West River Road definitely caused a lot of issues for confusion on how to get to us. And it's Mm. been, it's been interesting. I'm looking forward to all the projects being completed. You know, um, it's been very trying, but it's also taught us patience, which is a virtue, not a burden in, in all aspects. So yeah, to to now, you know, be able to kind of look towards the future and once we can hopefully look past uh, the pandemic and start to, you know, we're operating the, the new world with working bridges and paved roads, we hopefully see a very bright future. Yeah, and it's been very heartwarming to see the people that have gone through those difficulties to still shop with us. Yes, thank um, you. Thank they you. could very easily decide not to deal with the construction and go elsewhere. Um, And they have still made the trip to us and it means a lot to us. Yeah. And I I imagine anybody who made it through that, that road construction in particular is going to be a lifetime customer. (laughs) (laughs) So if you make it through all that, it's uh, you've, you've tried really hard. So um, actually you mentioned that the green leaf soil conditioner, Yes. So is is that something that we should consider using for gardens in Grosseal in general, or is that specific to the rhododendrons and azaleas? It's specific to um, acid-loving plants. There are a lot of them, wildflowers, hostas, hydrangeas, dogwoods, Japanese maples, roses, blueberries. Just about everything. 
just not everything. Um, it definitely won't hurt to use it. It also has components that break down clay, and we have pure clay soil. So sorry. It's um, <laughs> but the acidity level is not necessarily going to benefit your standard bedding plants. We are long term looking into creating different product lines that would be a non-acidic so that it can just be a soil amendment for all the non-acidic loving plants. Hopefully within a few years, we'll be at a point where we can do that. But it is a product that has been in use since the 1940s. Wow. So yep. it's it's definitely effective. It is, it is handmade. It is handbagged. It is pure Michigan and it, yeah. it works. Uh, many, I've had many customers, um, you know, at other jobs that I've been at bragged to me about how well the green leaf they bought from my wife worked on their rhododendron or their azalea or it brought their Japanese maple or brought their little decorative pine right back to life. <laughs> and um, when, when used for the broadleaf evergreens, it, 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 it is a miracle food for, for those type of plants down here. Uh, it really does help hydrangeas bloom for people that do have issues with hydrangeas. It's a lot of times they're, they're picky plants, but they love their acid and acid really will help change the colors of the blooms as well as make them bloom uh, larger. So that makes them bloom blue or purple or pink? Depending, not all hydrangeas will change colors. Right. If, yeah. if it is a type that will change colors, then it will turn it blue. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So let's see, we, we talked a little bit about the new area. You've got, you've got a new high tunnel set up for events. What's, what's your vision for that? Well, at the beginning of this year, we completed uh, the new Azalea House, which is our event greenhouse. Uh, how large is it, honey? It's about 70 by 30. Yeah. So it's a 70 by 30 uh, hoop house with roll-up sides on either end. It's been completely uh, finished. The floor's been finished, and then we added a patio on the back side. Uh, we've also added two new restrooms, and we are planning to be and would like to become Detroit's premier boutique historical wedding location. We want to host uh, events and weddings that are memorable in in all regards. And you couple the new greenhouse with uh, the existing heritage gardens, which this year have received a completely overdue update. Um, many trees have been removed. Dead branches have been cleaned out. We've raised the ceiling. We've redone beds. We've tended to the grass. Uh, so we highly suggest, you know, stop by and see all that work as well. But when you couple the four acres of Heritage Gardens with the new event space, uh, we look to have uh, the, the best of weddings there as well as uh, community events, receptions, showers, rehearsal dinners, anniversary parties, as well as community events, rotary meetings, historical club meetings, um, and then eventually open workshops. And these are all things, you know, that, that as, as the opportunities present themselves, we will be taking them on and, and learning more and more. This year was interesting being that we planned a beautiful event space for no events to be had for the coronavirus had, had kiboshed all that. We did have a few weddings this year and it really taught us how to perfect our business and, and operate the space effectively and basically make dreams come true for uh, wedding for wedded couples. And it's amazing. And I'm so proud to be the new event coordinator. And I've worked at the farm as the lawnmower man. 
for many, many years. And this year, I like the movie, not like the movie. Uh, that is funny though. Uh, but this year to, to see Erica and the family's vision just come to fruition and see how gorgeous it is. I, I could not, but want to help and and help introduce new people to the farm, give them the history of the farm and endear new customers and new clients to the farm. In the years to come, we plan on having events five, six days a week and making the Azalea House a community hub uh, of activity. So, so how do people learn more about the events that are going on and, and uh, just the general activities? Facebook is our, our best place to follow us for uh, updated pictures. A lot of people would like to see updated pictures. We have great pictures there, as well as our events calendar will be put up on, on Facebook. A complete overhaul of the website was just completed. It is gorgeous. Um, it is. We we ask everybody to stop over there, and uh, Erica does an awesome job keeping. Um, uh, and what is the website? That would be www.westcroftgardens.com. And then um, you know, stop by and check out our Instagram page too. I've I've started kind of handling that, and I take a lot of pretty pictures, and I'm going to have a little bit more info and. If you've been to the farm and you know Luna, the farm cat, you can follow her at hashtag Luna, the farm cat. We follow the adventures of Luna now to see what she's up to and climbing trees. (laughs) And, you know, we want to share this place and the beauty of this place, you know, with the world. So follow us on, on Facebook, Instagram, and the website, and you'll see constant updates and ask us any questions. You can email uh, events at Westcroft Gardens for any uh, event questions or info at Westcroft Gardens for any plant questions you may have or general questions. Either Erica or myself will answer those. Oh, that's great. And so I like to ask at the end of our, of our talks, if you could make one wish for Grosile, what would it be? I think functioning roads, indestructible <laughs> bridges would be really yeah. great. Mm. But I think a lot of on top of the the benefits of having functioning roads would be kind of a a more cohesive community and Grosiel is working a lot towards having better community spaces and gathering points with things that they're doing on the commons and I think continuing to build that the Kiwanis Club of Grosiel doing the scavenger hunt so people learn more. Sure. There's um, Paint the Town Red, a lot of things that are starting to happen in the past few years to make sure that people who live here feel like they're part of a community and know all the things that are going on in their community. And we hope our the improvements we're making to the farm will add to that and be another place for the community to come together and just be more of a neighborhood instead of... Just no. a place to live. When I came, when I first met uh, my wife 13, 14 years ago, I, I saw Grove Seal as Mayberry. I lived downtown sure. at the time. And this place still has very Mayberry qualities. And <laughs> to see kids ride around on bikes with fishing poles, to see you know kids out up until dark and, and hear kids playing hide and go seek out in the woods and things. And for, you know, in the modern world, it's so easy for us to become separated. And we want to be, we really like to help become a hub to create a community again where, you know, hey, can you watch my cat? Absolutely. You know, keys, you know where the key is, you know, that those type of places. And we, we are very lucky to have that around us and, and we hope to support that and working bridges. 
<laughs> well, that's, that's really great. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. You've got a busy thank season you. ahead for you and, and hopefully a very eventful 2021. And I really appreciate everything you guys are doing for the community. Thank you so much, Ben. We appreciate being on this podcast and thank you again. All right. Once again, I want to say thank you to Erica and Clay for their time. When I started going through our talk, I realized the whole reason for getting this done right now when they aren't doing weddings or selling plants is their haunted embers events that they're hosting in October. And despite talking about it before the recording, we completely missed it. Haunted Embers is a new type of event for all of us that's designed to create a very safe environment for a family Halloween experience. Your family can reserve a fire pit that is all set up by the West Cross staff, and you can browse their spooky displays with only a few other families at the farm at the same time. Details and reservations are available now on the web at westcroftgardens.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and the like. Videos and photos will give you all the reasons you need to try it out this year. What's the Deal Gross Eel is recorded and produced by me, Ben Fote. You can keep in touch with me through the What's the Deal Gross Eel Facebook page. Our intro and credit music is Mocktails in the Rain by Anti Ludo, which is used through a Creative Commons license. Find more of his music on soundclick.com as Anti's Instrumentals. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on What's the Deal Gross Eel. <laughs>